0: Welcome to the PDL's official podcast, hosted by me, the commissioner and the owner of the Delco Dreamers, I'm Yu, and
1: I'm Darren from the Carolina Thunder. It's time to sit back, relax, and get ready for us to get off topic as possible.
0: This is the Thanksgiving episode, Darren. So, hey, I am thankful to have you as my co-host, and off the top of your head right now, how many episodes do you think we've done? I, I'm As you're thinking, I will pull it up.
1: 479. That is so specific. Why I don't know, because I feel like it's been over a year and
0: it is actually but. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I thought Spotify would have
1: doesn't he tell you.
0: <laughs> I mean it might, but I actually wait no no, here it is. Ba da One hundred and seventy six episodes. That's it
1: that's oh, wait. pretty good i'm thinking of days and not the weeks so yeah, yeah we're this way too high in yeah there. yeah i was that gonna was say
0: yeah i feel like 176 that's a lot dude we're almost hitting that 200 should we do something special for the 200th episode should i ask our producers uh, to uh plan something special for us
1: like a parade in the streets of oh no i meant like Biden? a special episode <laughs> like
0: the producers to create something
1: oh yeah 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 uh yeah. we we could do like a recap of all of the episodes just like snippets of bad takes (laughs) jesus that's so much
0: work no no if we we actually had a producer that would be cool but when i say producer that's just me and you talking off air so that's that's too much work but anyway this is thanksgiving episode it's crazy how fast time's going and before we jump into the episode let's just kind of already get off topic and just say hey I think we've probably talked about this multiple times, probably even last year and the year before that, but my memory is always terrible. But favorite Thanksgiving food, Dare. Are, are we on the same page? Do you like Thanksgiving food? I'm not I'm not the uh-huh. biggest fan. I,
1: I like the sides more than the turkey.
0: Um I don't like think I've met anyone who likes turkey. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know. Like why people are actually. like, it's okay, but like more often than not, they're like, I mean, it's okay, but I much rather have ham. Or I much rather have yeah literally list any other meat or any side like I, I i like it more like i'm more of a stuffing person i've never met anyone be like oh thank god there's turkey here like oh, oh have thank you goodness. had the deep fried turkey though I've never had deep fried turkey before, which deep I feel like I'm missing is, out on something, aren't I? Is it super juicy? It's banging. Yeah. And deep fried turkey is really good, but uh, it's awesome. Ha, have you heard like, people go uh, crazy about like the Popeyes turkey? Don't they do their own like, deep fried turkey? I, I just Popeyes heard about turkey.
1: that today. I was getting my hair cut today and, the, and the, they were talking about I heard about the, that. They they've been doing like, this there. for a
0: couple of years. I hear it every single time right really? around now. Yeah. They've been doing this for like two, three years. I've never gotten one. They literally sell for, I don't know how much. I think it's like 100 bucks. I don't know how much it is, but it's a lot. But they're like, it's freaking incredible. And I'm like, dude, I, Popeyes? turkey are you fucking kidding me that sounds amazing well i I heard it's like uh all season
1: like cajun seasoned and everything is there anything more american than that seriously uh like popeye's cajun seasoned
0: (laughs) turkey like a full turkey like i don't that's the most american thing i think i've ever heard
1: it really is but i mean it's probably really good but i don't know if i'll ever they you know the popeyes that used to be near our house or our parents houses or whatever yeah right right that corner right it's gone
0: wait i thought they were doing really well
1: um i thought so too but it is not there anymore <laughs> wait what's there now um they put a honey grow there
0: interesting okay okay let's get back on topic yeah. and kind of <laughs> off topic but just to put a stamp on the thanksgiving part darren your favorite dish and dish you do not like at all
1: um Probably sweet potatoes is my favorite thing. Um, something I don't like at all, I guess. Um, probably cranberry sauce. I, I I can like tolerate it, but it's definitely not something I would say I like. So
0: when when you say sweet potatoes, you, do you mean like the casserole thing with the marshmallows, or just the or like just sweet like
1: potatoes? The, so the way that my family makes them is not it's kind of like that but without the marshmallows it's still like the candied sweet potatoes so it's like basically the same thing it just doesn't have the marshmallows on top
0: yeah um i never understood the marshmallow thing but i do like the candied sweet potatoes so yeah we're definitely on the same page for me my favorite is definitely stuffing always had a weak spot for stuffing and for side dish i don't like i would have to say yeah it's definitely turkey like uh if I'm putting a plate, I'm perfectly, like say it's a small plate and you know, like for big Thanksgiving things, feces, you only only get a little bit of everything typically. So it, it takes up a lot of real estate. And um, if I'm doing my rounds and I'm realizing I'm running out of real estate and I don't have turkey on the plate yet, I'm perfectly fine. Just being like, all right, yep, that's the one that makes the sacrifice. You don't make the cut. And so if that is indicator for anything, that's for me. But now to continue... Of course, we had a couple of trades go down there. Actually, one that went down literally right before we hit the record button. But I think uh I did that on purpose just so we could have a little bit more to talk about. <laughs> but Darren, you actually pulled through because I completely forgot that another trade happened. So I didn't need to disrespect you, but uh let me let me give you the floor because this was a trade you were involved in.
1: Um yeah, it's I got Brissette and Hill back from Brett um both of them are currently backup quarterbacks <laughs> um i traded was like... this like you
0: know how uh, for the for those of you who follow football or soccer was this like a loan that you had and you just got them back is that kind of how it worked
1: sort of it's funny because like me and brett have traded them specific players back and forth like three times now and each time that they get <laughs> changed hands the compensation gets lower and lower each time
0: um, now we're down to just fab still. <laughs> Soon it's just going to be you guys alternating, dropping, and picking them up, adding and dropping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because it's going to come to an end
1: one of these days. It can't last this much longer. So, um, uh, we're, we're, we're getting near the end times, I like hear. I think on you know the, how uh... Jeff has
0: that. Um, he found that one awesome website that can make those custom jerseys for the PDL. You should get yeah. what Mama Kelsey does, but make a Tannehill and a brissette one where it's a split of Carolina and do bravnik dragons and just wear that around yeah you could (laughs) you could have the uh brissette one or the Tannehill one and brett could have the other one you guys could just wear it together yeah it's
1: not a bad idea (laughs) but i think pretty soon um they'll probably just be sitting on waivers because their their value is rapidly declining probably as we speak
0: but How um, did the uh, 50 fab come about? Was at one point you're like, ah, you know, I'm so close, but something's (laughs) missing. And you're like, well, I'm definitely not adding a fourth in there. (laughs) Uh, uh, All right, how about like 25 fab? And then was Brett like, no, make it 50. And you're like, fine, all right.
1: Well, I felt that $25 of fab each for backup quarterbacks was probably like fair because, and we see that you just got us Technically, a starting quarterback for $8 of fabs. So maybe I overpaid, so I don't know. I, I mean, know that...
0: calling Tim Boyle starting quarterback is probably the highest praise he's ever gotten. You know who else
1: called him a starting quarterback? Robert Sala. Head coach yeah. Of New York press.
0: He probably <laughs> has that as his fucking ringtone right now anytime anyone calls him. It's that press conference when he announced uh Tim like, Boyle as a starter. Dude, he is so bad at football.
1: How badly do you think he wanted to... Like, not have uh, Zach Wilson Tory about anymore? Like, how badly?
0: Honestly, I'm kind of torn because no matter how he did no one really blames uh robert sale because you're just like well of course it's zach wilson at some point the way that he was answering his press conferences it almost made it seem like someone else in the front office wanted wilson to continue to be there so it was almost like no matter what happens always the defense looked good sale is always gonna look good and now that obviously he's pulled and tim Boyle's in oh, i don't know how the new york jets did it but they found like one of like four quarterbacks remaining in the NFL that's still worse than Zach Wilson and that is in my opinion Tim Boyle (laughs) is on that list Uh, I don't know how they did that because now he's playing and it's not going to be I know some people are like oh maybe it'll be the whole um oh crap what's the dude that was in right Mike White it's not going to be like a Mike White thing where the team rat there's nothing rally behind with Boyle he's that bad so that's why I'm just like man the jet like what are you guys doing like i understand everyone's all in on the aaron Rodgers thing but man it's gone as bad as it can be because it's not like new york imploded right their defense looks amazing and it's just like oh my god if you just had an inept offense that's all that's just like kind of like what you see with cleveland you just get so frustrated because you could see how good it could be but yet they're faltering and now they're just, they just don't have a good backup plan. But you and I are spoiled because the Eagles have always put a priority on a good backup. And a lot of times when I was growing up, that's not something that, you know, as a kid, you don't think of, oh, that's a great strategy. We were always like, oh, wow, yeah, we always have pretty decent backups. But it's really cool to see some franchises that do, uh are a little bit more mindful of that. But with Speaking of being mindful, you get Tannehill and Brissett back. And I, I feel like that's no coincidence based off of some of the recent quarterback injuries that you've kind of sustained. So you're hoping uh, just kind of just taking some flyers on two guys that may, you know, could potentially find themselves starting. I mean, if Tim Boyle can find um some playtime right now, I, I feel like Tannehill and Brissett can definitely find their way onto the field too, right?
1: Yeah, I'm not hoping for an injury because if I hope for an injury, then the fantasy gods will smite me and I will be burned in the fire of
0: hell and yeah, you'll just turn into the down. Wichita whirlwind <laughs> and Jeff, right? That's what will happen to you. Yeah, so I'm definitely not hoping
1: for an injury. Let let's not get that in the, the air. Um, but I I you know, say uh Mike Rabel is like, hey man, well, that was we're just gonna sit you down for a couple games here and we're gonna put in Ryan again because at least he's a veteran and you know yeah we don't want you to get bad habits you know maybe maybe that could have it i don't
0: know <laughs> yeah i mean you didn't give up much so i feel like it was pretty easy so there's one more trade that we want to talk about this one that just went down and i feel like it helps both teams the delco dreamers my own we said sayonara over to ty chandler thank you for everything you've done for our franchise send him over to hollywood for two third round picks darren your thoughts
1: um, I think it's pretty good. Uh, I mean, I guess like now that um Brian is in the current driver's seat for the sixth seed, um, if Ty Chandler can take on more role and everything like that, like I personally think he's probably just worth one third, but I didn't even actually look at this because we've been talking the whole time. I don't even know which thirds they are, like anything. So um we're we're I think I'm it's one in twenty twenty
0: four. Four and one in 2025. I think okay, the one so 2024, Steve. Is Steve. So that's gonna be real yeah, late. So late that's one. almost a yeah.
1: So yeah, this is pretty even then. I, I think this is fine. Um, and Ty Chandler, there he's probably more talented in my opinion than um Alexander Madison. But they I, I they mean, he always Alexander has him. been.
0: It's like that astronaut meme. Um, when yeah. I'm holding the gun to the bat, I was like, he always has been. I've and I've always liked Tai Chan. I mean, that's the reason why I scooped him up as soon as the draft ended and held on to him on my practice squad all the way up until now. And even in the preseason, I know it's just preseason, but I thought he popped. But honestly, I feel like every time he plays, he looks good. But I know the uh. But I know the sentiment in the league, it doesn't like him. I know Steve uh, is always like, oh, he looks slow. He doesn't look very good. So I was like, oh, man, if he has bad propaganda in the league, he's kind of one of the names that I'm just like, well, I'm not going to get a lot of value. And I always felt like he was pretty solid. And to kind of see him pop a little bit last this upcoming week or this past week, sorry, was a little bit of that validation. But it was more in timing for me. I know uh, Kyron Williams is coming back for me. Um, And I'm not saying you can never have an excess at running back. I know that's the dumbest thing to say. Now I just cursed myself, I'm sure but um but i also knew that hollywood would be in the market for a running back and so it was just kind of the right timing where he's kind of looking for something and i'm always looking for a little bit draft picks because lord knows i never have any draft picks so i feel like it was just a nice little trade that definitely helps both sides but i feel like um I'm interested to kind of see how Ty Channel is going to be able to contribute to Hollywood now that they are in the driver's seat in the wild card spots. So I think it's just a little bit more added firepower because Hollywood has had that roller coaster season so far right there. It's kind of like the hokey pokey, one foot in, one foot out, and it's just back and forth. And now it looks like now they're kind of right back into it. But I'm sure... You know, uh, I, I don't want to bring it up, but I'm going to. I'm sure Brian would love to have that pretty Kittle stack right now, right? I feel like that would be... um, whew, I, I feel like that would I'm easily... Forward. maybe He might not even need a wild card spot at that point. He's probably going to want a handful of weeks just with that uh, stack alone. But yeah, he's in and he's out. But yeah, let's see how Ty Chandler is going to be able to help him out. But do you think he's going to be able to pull it off and uh, make the wild card spot? Um,
1: I mean, I think... Mike is hoping to lose at this point. Um, his biggest competition might actually, honestly, be Jeff. Um, so I, I think. Ooh, that and they're definitely... both uh,
0: real good friends. So it's going to be interesting to see if that rivalry starts to heat up, if that's the case.
1: Yeah, I think he definitely could make it. Like, I mean, it is a tight race between those three guys right now. Um, The top five spots are pretty much locked up. Like Tanish is not going to miss the playoffs at this point. He's like a hundred something points ahead of Brian, I think Uh, a little less than a hundred. He's like 90 points ahead of Brian. Um, So Tanish has with record alone, like he's in there. Um, They don't, they didn't give anyone an asterisk yet, except for you and max. But I mean, I think the top five spots, like all those five teams are going to be in the playoffs so just the one spot now between three teams, and Brian I think is in the driver's seat. His team's been playing
0: really well lately. So, uh, but this I is kind of what we him wanted him. for the wild card race too, right? This makes it a little bit more fun. Yeah. Now everyone's kind of keeping their eyes on. It. I feel like this is exactly kind of how we wanted to play out.
1: Yeah, and if we're being like completely honest with ourselves. Like, none of these three teams are, like, really a threat to you or Max up there at the top. Imagine if we
0: had a seven seed then, though.
1: Exactly. So having a seven seed, that was going to be where I was getting at. Like, having a seven seed would be absolutely ridiculous, in my opinion. So (laughs) I think we're, we're fine
0: getting rid of that. Very small sample size, but we already feel validated. So before we jump into the one takeaways, let's jump in and look at the predictions record. Darren, I'm assuming these are updated, right? Yes, I did update them. My man, so Greggy is still in first place, uh, fifty four and twelve. Darren, you are right behind him at fifty two and fourteen, and of course I am last at fifty one and fifteen. So I'm hoping that um, maybe we we'll catch up to you guys, but it does not look likely because the season is almost over, which is actually really really upsetting to say out loud. But before we jump into the one takeaways, we are going to look at the Delco Dreamers taking the Southern Oregon Smoke, but. I would be remiss, to Darren, if we didn't at least address the elephant in the room. I know, um, I mean, let's be honest, I kind of copped out this past weekend. I uh, had a couple of events, but there are some big, big things that happened in the league. So um, it, there's no reason to really rehash it, but we definitely want to at least address it because we didn't want to look like we're beating around the bush. So we're just going to address it real quick, and then we're just going to continue with the episode. So Darren, uh, why don't you just kind of uh, quickly just kind of, yeah, have the floor.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, as everyone knows, there was a bit of uh, discussions about uh, players that maybe should be started or uh, should be elevated, should, like, obvious things that I think everyone seemed to see. Um, The FFC tried to do their best over this course of the last few days. Um, Still really wasn't the best outcome that we could have hoped for. Um, You know, it's just people trying to manage people and have them do the right thing. Um, And I know that like, there is arguments that could be had, like, how are you going to decide like what the right thing is? Um, But I think if we're all like do a little bit of soul searching, like we, we know, like we know what's going on and everything, but um, that's just all we got to say, I guess, to kind of move on from the subject because it's going to be a topic for the owners of such the owners meeting down the road anyway, because it's not something Dude, we can should, really I, should i um
0: <laughs> contact some networks to be like yo i have some prime juicy reality tv moments coming if i just give you this zoom link um it's about to get pretty heated i feel like we get this on like a pay-per-view we might be able to fund our whole next season <laughs> i feel like this would be great no <laughs> one has to pay anything
1: i think we need to commission kev with his shirt off just to be like <laughs> yo,
0: yo. <laughs> he's gonna be the most opinionated i'd be like Kev, I didn't even remember you were still in this league until I look (laughs) at my little icon, and I'm like, wait, why is it split? Oh, shit, yeah, Kev's in here.
1: (laughs) I I think it's so funny that Kev has the little gold star thing next to his thing when he's done absolutely (laughs) nothing to deserve it. (laughs)
0: My favorite thing is when he accidentally types into our chat when he means to type into another chat like I'm in yeah. another league with him he I'm in his family league um, because he's I think I told you this all the time he needed one more person so I was like yeah, I mean you did that for me all the time so let me do that one so it's very apparent when he means to type in that league obviously, because he never types in R's and he just asks for advice and then he just pops out again. I'm like, I fucking love Kev. But alright, we're, <laughs> we're, we're so off track, but just to kind of put a uh, cap on it, yes, we're definitely going to discuss this at the owner's meeting. And it's going to be talked more, a little bit more at length and a bit more structure because, of course, I'm going to try to be uh, a little bit more involved. By a little bit more involved, I mean much more hands-on. So, uh, for better or for worse, I'm going to at least try to add a little bit more structure to it, but that's all we need to talk about. So, let's jump into the one takeaways. The Delco Dreamers take on the Southern Morgan Smoke and Mike and I came out victorious, but I still feel like Delco is in a little bit of a slump. So let me take it over to you on your takeaways here.
1: Uh, yeah, I would say that you are in a lot of bit of a slump, actually, not just a little bit. And you just so lost huge Cooper. alarm bells, right? <laughs> well, you just lost Cooper Cup and you lost Mark Andrews. And I know that in the chat, Mike said that that's not a big deal; it's not anything to worry about. But he is a tight end too on the season, um at least he was going into this week. So it's not nothing um and definitely I, that don't... was
0: also a stack with lamar there was like a very specific yeah. reason why i wanted to get that stack but yeah that kind of sucks man
1: doesn't feel good yeah you you definitely don't want to lose the top two tight end like that's not something <laughs> you're like oh yeah that's cool yes um, i do so like points i i do think that it's like you're okay because the rest of your roster is really good i mean um, they have a playing well though yes they have not they have not been playing very well and you lost cooper cup who honestly might be a detriment currently in his current state um i don't know if he's like kind of trending towards just like not being relevant anymore because uh i don't know if you saw that wide open touchdown should have been a catch um but he just like kind of just like spun around a couple times and just like couldn't catch it hit him in the hand but he still didn't catch it and I was like, you know, that's not really how Cooper Cup was a couple of years ago. So, I don't know if, like, the injuries are starting to pile up on him and he just, like, isn't the same guy anymore or what. But I I don't know.
0: Yeah, the vibes in Delco, definitely not good. Not only are we struggling, but we continue our slump and uh, lose. Yeah, two players. These two players are actually just traded for in the offseason. So, um yeah it definitely stings to lose them and i'm just going to try to see how i'm going to be able to patch it moving forward yes the record still feels great to be undefeated but boy i'm starting to feel like a big old fraud because every single week i'm like man that team could have beat me that team could have almost everyone could have beaten me except for ironically uh the guy then went up again so darren thank you for not using your propaganda power to be like all right let's all shift gears on delco because there's something going on here now um but yeah it's definitely not feeling too great but just to shine the light over to southern oregon smoke darren i feel like it's kind of i mean i've never been high on this player uh even coming out i know you were but was this a final nail in the coffin for naji harris i know people kept saying that jalen warren's getting more involved but he's just it's just so much clearer of an explosive athlete when he's on the field anytime he touches the ball you're like "Ooh, who is this and anytime naji has the ball you're like. Yeah, I hope he can gain like four yards. That would be great. So do you think is the final nail or is that being a little too dramatic? No, I think this is pretty much uh getting closer to... Like if uh, he was you know, on any other team that's not named the Pittsburgh Steelers, he would have already taken a back seat, I feel like.
1: Yes, and I don't even think it's really that. I think it's because he was like so old when he came in to begin with that I just think that like his time is nearing the end and he's pretty much like getting close to that Zeke territory anyway. Yeah. Like he's just like, I don't know. Like he, he, he came in and I was was just going to be
0: like, he shines so bright, but he never even really shined that bright. He was kind of dim. Yeah. Like he never really did anything
1: where you're like, wow. Like, you know, like he did, he might've had like
0: that one stiff arm on that seven yard run where you're like, Oh yeah, that looked good. Yeah, okay, and he
1: had a few plays like that in college and everything. Like, he did some nice things in college, but then, like, in the NFL, he's been pretty, pretty met like the whole time. So, I do think that, like, he is going to be solid for a couple more years, but just how much better that Jalen Warren looks right now, like, I, I don't think there's any way that, like, he is going to be like a superstar that kind of a lot of people expected a few years ago.
0: Yeah, and it definitely hurts because he, uh, Mike obviously lost. Kenneth Walker with that like oblique injury as well. So a running back is definitely a spot where he's definitely hurting. It definitely doesn't help that Najee Harris isn't um, playing up to standard. Devin uh, Echan obviously got hurt again after touching the ball like once or twice. So uh, it's just not looking that great. But obviously with the vibes in Southern Oregon, I'm sure that's a direction that Mike doesn't uh, mind going. So let's get to the next game and talk about. Michael and uh, California Earthquakes taking on our good old bye in the Austrian Oaks and Greggy's team. What's your takeaway here?
1: Um, so I said that Hollywood's been pretty bad with Kyler back. Um, Kyler's looked pretty good. He looks mobile, um, but they haven't really connected. I know last week there was that one like near drop touchdown that they could have had, so then it wouldn't have looked this bad. Um, but, I mean, that's the difference between – good games and bad games a lot of the time like just that near miss where like like cooper cup that i just talked about he had a touchdown but he dropped it so i mean it happens to a lot of people just like for whatever reason like miscommunications or whatever um i think they'll probably be like best
0: friends in real life too
1: yeah so i think they'll probably figure it out but it's just like it's been shaky back coming back these last first two weeks i guess um so and i didn't really want to say anything about kyler again and then like there isn't a whole lot else on michael's team to talk
0: about so (laughs) yeah they'll definitely figure it out so then he'll be able to feast a little bit more on that stack that he's a little bit more hopeful for my takeaway for greggy's team i mean it's kind of hard to find some of these storylines because i feel like there's only so much you can talk about but this week the flavor of the week for greggy's team i'm Focusing on uh, Jaden Reed, because don't look now, but he is leading the team in receiving yards. He has 463. Romeo Dobbs has 396 behind him. So I I feel like that's a pretty healthy lead. But Romeo Dobbs definitely has a beat with the seven touchdowns that he has, Uh, which is wild. because I feel like um, the Packers always has that one player that has like an obscene amount of touchdowns, right? It was Devontae Adams and Christian Watson had like a billion touchdowns last year. This year looks like it's Romeo Dobbs. So I don't know what they're doing over in wisconsin but it looks like uh, it's always like that one but the guy that looks like uh is kind of getting the receiving yards is definitely Jaden Reed. And every time he touched the ball, he looks really explosive. So I'm sure Greggy is very, very happy with um, what he kind of has right here because he definitely plays and looks at different things comparatively to other owners because of the situation that he's in. So he's definitely has to be looking at him a little bit more optimistically. So let's continue with this nice flow that we've kind of established here, Darren, and jump over to the Murphy Street Empire, the best team in the PDL taken on... And Dallas trip, his good old buddy Welch. What's the takeaway here?
1: Uh, so I said Fields is back. Uh, he looked good, finally. Um, Max's team has, like, been the most consistent over the past six weeks or whatever. Like, he has been pretty dominant, honestly. Um, But, like, Fields looks good. It, it's going to hurt him that Jamar lost uh, Burrow. That's going to stink. But, I mean, like, Max's team is just rolling. And I, I do think that, like, Travis Kelsey... Uh, he doesn't look quite as dominant. It could be, like, a whole mix of things for him because we know he's got a lot going Yo, on. he kind of looks cooked, um, bro. He's, he is kind of looking a little old, finally. Like, it's... it's Like, that touchdown it, he
0: had on Eagles is literally because of that, like, pick play by MVS.
1: Yes. Yep. So, like, I, I mean, he is probably going to be fine the rest of this year. But, I mean, next year, I don't... I don't see him being, like, nearly as impactful as we're used to because he's... If he's showing signs of age now, like it's it can only be worse next year, right? Like it's not like I mean, have you heard somehow. some of the
0: things that Travis Kelsey has been saying in like these interviews? Like he's brought up, like no one's brought up retirement, but he's brought up retirement. Like, like, oh, unprovoked. I think I could, I
1: could absolutely see him just retiring because, like, I think that this is going to be Jason Kelsey's last year. I could definitely see them both retiring at the same time, going to the same Hall of Fame class. Like, I could totally see that. So I, I wouldn't be shocked if he, in just on the offseason, he's like, hey, man, I'm going to hang out my cleats. I'm going to go travel the world with Taylor Swift. And then, like, I'm going to just be like a, you know, Arm candy boyfriend. That's what I'm gonna do the rest of the next couple years. I I wouldn't be shocked. So it it could happen. It could happen. I mean it happens all the time. Like we saw like Calvin Johnson retired when he was like what 29, 30 years old? Like it's not
0: like 34 is like a spring chicken, you know. And this is where we take off. Our tinfoil hats, and then say, yeah, but for the most part, yeah, Max's team has been absolutely dominant. It definitely is not helpful for me that Fields looks like he's back. Yeah, absolutely lighting up the scoreboard as well. Definitely has me scared. But speaking of lighting up the scoreboard, I know Welch's a little i don't know if he's disappointed losing to max because he probably wasn't expecting a win but one thing he definitely isn't disappointed is trevor lawrence dude he definitely heard everyone kind of talking smack about him right so what did he do he delivered a quarterback one performance this week well dropping 36 points dude he looked absolutely unbelievable he looked mobile he was throwing dots but i feel like we had this discussion before right there when trevor lawrence is on dude he's he looks unbelievable but he just has to find that consistency. I'm not saying he has to be at this level every single time, but I mean, some of the lows that we've seen with Trevor Lawrence is something that you don't see from like, star quarterbacks right they're good quarterbacks and they're the stars and what trevor lawrence looked like this past week was that an absolute star so uh, trevor lawrence looks like this what uh, in a 17 game season he might look like this three four times a season but what we really want is to really extrapolate that so uh, what are feelings with trevor lawrence i know there is a lot of alarm bells before this week so i feel like i don't know the script writers of the nfl there it's almost too perfect right it's literally like right when everyone's honestly talking about Trevor Lawrence, he delivers with this. It's kind of crazy.
1: Yeah. I mean, for me, he's got to keep it up, though. Like you said, like he can do this at one game here and just go back to how and he this was. Is Tim before. Boyle's
0: about to do this, right? Yeah. Everyone can do it once.
1: It's like he has a good matchup again this week. He's playing Houston. Like he should have a good matchup and he should perform well again. But if he goes down and he lays another stinker and he's like, you know, 20 for 29 for one touchdown, then like that's not elite level quarterback play like he i, I think he's good I, I I don't think he's bad like i i'm not like railing on him saying that he's not a good quarterback i just don't think he's like elite right now and i i do think he has the ability to get there because we just saw it this past sunday but he's got to be more consistent about it and he hasn't been so far
0: yeah we're definitely on the same page there so let's jump over to the next game and there i feel like these are two old arrivals that are kind of going at i I don't know if i would call steve a rival but um he's been kind of on your list ever since this whole schedule thing but the (laughs) denver brews take on dubrovnik dragons and of course steve wins but what is your takeaway here
1: um so my jokingly part of it because like i I do think that his schedule like got a little bit more because at the point where i was like really railing on it every single week up until i think week seven or week eight um he was like almost 200 points away from the next closest person and that's like not normal like i know like jeff we're talking about jeff a lot because he's getting the reverse of this um right now steve's like 100 points away from the next closest one and uh i think jeff is like 300 points away from the next closest one but last year it was like 35 and 25 so normally like obviously there's someone that has like the easiest schedule of the year and hardest schedule of the year but they're usually like pretty close like to the next closest person at least um this year it's been a little off um but just for the the purpose of the bit if i had Steve's schedule i'd be undefeated (laughs) and i will keep checking this every week just because like it's now like it's become a thing and it's not really like I don't even really care about it so much anymore because he he did have a, like a little tough stretch obviously this week against you know, Brett it was very easy um but it got a little bit rough there for him but I mean he did lose those games so I mean I don't know <laughs> but I do think that like um the main takeaway for his team is Pat Mahomes and his wide receivers like he, Pat Mahomes drafted as the quarterback one in redraft Um, He's a dynasty quarterback one, the most expensive asset in dynasty fantasy football. Um, And because his receivers stink, he basically stinks. Uh, He's being outscored by Brock Purdy. Um, Brock Purdy in my other league, he was drafted in the 10th round. And that is also a super flex league. So not in the same round as Patrick Mahomes, I can assure you that. So um, I do think that he should be better than he is. And I know that he's still playing well. Um, that MVS pass hit him directly in the hands and he just dropped it. But I mean, it's, it's somewhat on him as well. I think like, cause I, everyone knows that I was a Patriots fan growing up and I watched Tom Brady play with very, 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 very bad wide receivers for many of those years. Um, and he found a way to make it work. And I don't really know what Pat Mahomes stats are off the top of my head. Um, I could pull them up as I am talking, but I just feel like it should be
0: better than it is. Like he is. I mean, he still has a has, hall of fame tight end. It's not like, yes, his wide receivers yeah. aren't amazing, but his wide receivers, Travis Kelsey, and then the wide receivers, right? Yeah. Like he has
1: at Thanksgiving. So what are we week 12 going into? He has 2,600 yards passing 19 touchdowns, nine interceptions. Like that's not, that's not very good. Um, He's, probably pacing for, like, about 4,000 yards, I guess. Um, So, I I don't know. Like, it's just, like, I I wouldn't be concerned about Pat Mahomes necessarily because that seems silly to be concerned about. But you also have to be, like, you can't I mean, he's not Tommy DeVito. Yeah, exactly. You can't lock him in for three touchdown passes every week. Like, that's just not going to happen, so – um I don't know and then there's nothing they really do. They should have addressed this at the trade deadline like something like they should have probably tried harder to sign DeAndre Hopkins like I don't know. It's it's at least their defense is really good because that's kind of keeping them afloat right now because if their defense was like as bad as it was in years past and they had this offense like I don't know if they even make the playoffs.
0: Dude, honestly, if you kind of look at the season right now and have a quick retrospective, outside of the insane things that Miami is doing, I feel like offense is just down everywhere and defense is up absolutely everywhere. So it's just kind of look like that across the board. But yeah, it's kind of wild when you look at the Chiefs where you're like, yeah, it's the offense that's been the issue. It wouldn't have been that much of a blip if it was just maybe one or two games here and there, but it's been consistently like... Uh, I I don't know what the week is, but I know right now the Chiefs have scored zero points in the second half in like three, four games in a row or something ridiculous like that. Like you're Patrick Mahomes. How how are you not even getting in field goal range? That's unbelievable to me. When you have uh, Travis Kelsey, who's not hurt. Um, I mean, he's a little bit older and maybe a little banged up, but everyone's banged up right now. But it's kind of wild to me what's going on. But... My takeaway here is uh, actually a tight end, just like Travis Kelsey, but it's Trey McBride over for bread. I know McBride didn't explode this week, but he is constantly involved and he's exactly kind of what you would kind of want a tight end to develop, like in Dynasty, right, Darren? Like he's really involved with this offense and even without um Kyler Murray, he was able to get done. And with Kyler Murray, he's almost like, it doesn't matter who's back there because he's just going to continue to be productive so i feel like brett has to be really really happy with how trey mcbride is developing wouldn't you agree yeah he looks exactly and i think that at the
1: time of the trade for jared goff he was probably like kind of like a throw-in
0: um and since he knew how valuable uh the arizona tight end room was he had zachary (laughs) oh my god i have to lock this up (laughs)
1: It's like since since that trade happened, he's been awesome. So I mean, Brett's definitely very happy that he finally has a tight end he can rely on again, uh, because we know that how impactful Travis Kelsey was him for him for a couple of years. So having a guy like him, uh, tight end, you right now. I mean, he's got like seventeen of them on his teams. It's like how uh, Max used to be a few years ago. Like he just got like all the tight ends. Actually, something that... has to hit, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then eventually he was like you know all. what let
0: me just get Travis Kelsey and Kyle Pitt and call it a day
1: yeah that's that's what everyone wants to do everyone wants Travis Kelsey and Kyle Pitts but um uh, sometimes you have to be the other end where you have uh, Trey McBride who looks good and then you have like a bunch of guys that nobody really wants like uh I can never remember his name the guy on the Jets Conklin Conklin like that Max tried to sell him Brett bought him And now Brent is like, if anyone needs a tight end, you're going to have Conklin. And it's like, yeah, nobody wants them.
0: (laughs) No, I absolutely agree. And I feel like tight end is always the most finicky because you always fall in love with some of them are super athletic. Some of them are huge. Some of them are just, you know, you always, there's always something to kind of really fall in love with, but it's always so hit or miss because it just depends on how the system continues to develop them. But just to continue, let's look at the game over with the Wichita World taken taking on Brian McFaddy and the Hollywood Hustle. And, you know, Darren, I usually throw it over to you first, but let me take over because I've has Jeff like I, I think I made a joke in the power ranking write up that he must have like carved on like an ancient indian burial ground or drove into like a mirror factory or i, I don't know what he's been doing but he's absolutely been getting dumped on and when this matchup was eventually coming up we almost put this for the game of the week but we're like no no here um they're an tennis game that has you know a lot of implications so maybe not but this game you wouldn't have expected it but brian absolutely lit up the scoreboard but i mean i feel like that Is pretty much of note like next week spoiler alert steve is playing jeff so steve congratulations you're probably gonna break 200 points but what has been going on this has been unbelievable yeah this is definitely just some
1: absolutely awful bad luck and um for jeff's delight if if it wasn't how we have the wild card spot jeff would be so far out of the playoffs right now but he is still in the race So, I mean, it doesn't even really matter. Like he could be three and whatever it is, 11, three and 11. And he can still make the playoffs for all we know. So, I mean, I guess he's going to keep trucking along and trying to win some games here. So we'll see. But it's been a masterful stroke of bad luck
0: yeah and don't worry jeff we completely feel that because darren you were pretty much the franchise that was cursed last year so for whatever reason that curse has floated over to wish i'm hoping it shakes off soon but it looks like um whatever this curse is it likes to stay for the entire season right darren um so yeah. unfortunately jeff if that's the case i am so sorry uh it looks like this curse likes to give you a little bit of false hope thinking that you have a chance at the wild card but if this curse is for real You're just going to keep getting destroyed, unfortunately. So let's kind of throw it over to you then, Darren. What's your takeaway for uh, McFaddy?
1: So I have a new comp for Brock Purdy. Would you like to take a guess who it is? Brock
0: Purdy is... Is it a current player? No. No? Uh, Okay, no, I have no idea. Who is it? No, you have to take at
1: least one guess. Come on, it's for the
0: for the views.
1: <laughs> uh, he
0: is you might get it. Is, I mean we grew no, up, I don't think so. Oh uh, I'm just trying to think him. Of other quarterbacks that were in Kyle Shanahan's system, Matt Ryan.
1: No, um not even really close. But it is Kurt Warner. Can you guess oh, why? Yeah.
0: Can you guess why it's Kurt Warner? Because of his touch and noodle arm. <laughs> Pretty much exactly. Yes. <laughs> so um his Kurt anticipation, Warner. reading the field. I could see this. Yeah, I'm, I'm piecing yes. it together right now. Yes, exactly. So, and, um, and this is no slant on Brock Purdy. Like Kurt Warner won MVP no. and was, he's a, he's a Hall of, of Fame quarterback. But that's literally, <laughs> like, no, I like this. Yeah, this is good. Yeah, he's a Hall of Fame
1: quarterback. And I think this is going to, like, when Brian hears this, he's going to be like, What the hell? I thought you hated Brock Purdy. And it's not that I hated Brock Purdy. I just don't think he's very talented, which is fine. You could be not talented, and still be a good quarterback. But if you're in the right system, you operate that system really well. He's a good decision maker. He's accurate. He has good touch. He does everything that Kurt Warner did. Kurt Warner is in the Hall of Fame. So as long as Brock Purdy is with Kyle Shanahan, I think he could be in the Hall of Fame. Because we saw um Kurt Warner was when he was on the Giants, he was horrible. And then he went to the the Cardinals, then he was good again for a couple of years with our Larry Fitzgerald. So I think that if if Brock Purdy's in the right system, because he's not like naturally gifted like somebody, you know,
0: like Will Levis. All right here, here. So, hold Will on, Levis. hold on. I have a question for you. I have a question for you just for fun you are taking over a franchise completely Mm -hmm. neutral franchise and you have your choice of a 22 year old fresh rock purdy 22 year old fresh eli manning what do you want eli manning yeah i feel like you have to go there right (laughs) yeah eli
1: manning for his like very mediocre as he was like he was a good quarterback he just did like dumb shit like he doesn't have so what he doesn't have that brock purdy does have is the decision making eli manning didn't get good at making good decisions i think until but that's like, actually in that's
0: why i feel like i'd rather just have purdy
1: well you need to have like a good coaching staff with brock purdy though because if you take yeah away Kyle from brock system, purdy yeah, if you take away Kyle Shanahan from Brock Purdy, he's not Brock Purdy. So I mean you're gonna you need them to go hand it. No, if you're telling maybe, him you get, me I
0: can get you can't say that. I I think you kind of can. Um <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm defending a Mr. Irrelevant who everyone passed on, and then Kyle Shanahan was like, you know what? This guy but I do he think listens.
1: like I think he's going to be around for a while. Like, I don't think he's just going to like, because everyone's kind of just being like, oh yeah, they're going to take a quarterback in the first round this year or next year or something. They're going to bring in like Shador or they're going to bring in JJ McCarthy and then Brock Purdy is going to go away.
0: Um, Yo, here, hold on, sorry. I don't mean to cut you off, but there is some truth to this and this story kind of backs it up. So obviously, Aaron, you know, I'm really, really into football cards. And so the economy of rookie cards are astronomical that's what you want mm-hmm. and so the rookie card for um trey lance has been ridiculous because it's always been on the backs of he's eventually gonna take over and he's gonna be amazing yeah. as a 49er so like trying to get a nice trey lance rookie card is highly sought after very expensive and now ever since brock Pur- purdy started coming out dude, brock purdy rookie cards are so ridiculously now sought after because getting like um you know mr irrelevant rookie cards like why they. They didn't used to make a lot of them. So now a lot of these companies yeah. are now going back and making like cards to kind of like make up for it. So now they're being highly sought after but it's just hilarious because everyone's like, Oh my God, Trey Lance is the rookie card you want. And people are paying like eight, $900 for these cards and now it's worth absolutely nothing. Um, And now you're kind of seeing the same exact thing with Brock Purdy. But the reason I bring this up is I completely agree with you. Brock Purdy is going to be around for a while.
1: Yeah. Like I, it's definitely possible that they just like take another quarterback and they, don't want to pay him the you know 50 million dollars a year because i think if you do pay brock purdy 50 million dollars a year you might be seriously hurting your franchise um because you're not going to be able to have debo samuel brandon Ayuk, george Kittle, like christian mccaffrey like trent williams you can't have all that and be paying brock purdy 50 million i don't know if he's talented enough to overcome the like say you put the roster that the chiefs have with brock purdy <laughs> that's probably not going to look very good if it already looks bad with Pat Mahomes. So I, I think that like, maybe there's there's a less than 1% chance that they do. Um, but it, it would, I think he's going to probably be there. They'll probably just give him the contract and then like, he'll be around. And then if it fails, then they'll, then they'll get another guy. But um, I, I think he's probably going to be around for a few years.
0: Yeah. I still love that comp. I feel like it's pretty spot on. So let's jump into the game of the week, Darren and boy, they live up to the hype and i know it kind of sings for you but it did seem like at some point deandre swift was going to make it happen but your team the Carolina thunder fell just short against Tannis, your new rival the boulder bears and so let me throw it over to you and uh justin darren fashion it looks like uh you're gonna be taking over and covering your own team um well
1: Sort of, but not really, um, because I did say that my old players betrayed me, but those players are on Tanish's team. Um, So I used to have Ross St. Brown, as we know. Uh, He had 17.7. I used to have Brandon Ayuk. He had 24.1. I used to have Devin Singletary. He had 18.8. So three of his four best players were all on my team at one point, and a lot of them recently so. So... um, you know, what can you do, I guess, right? Like, so, uh, the Brandon Ayuk 75-yard touchdown he had, that crushed me in both leagues, <laughs> not just this one, Um, because I was playing him in both leagues, and I lost in both leagues by, like, 10 points or whatever. So, that killed me, and literally, all, I knew it was, like, the dagger, and I think at the time, like, when this game started, it obviously it was the game of the week and everything like that, and Tanish probably wants to beat me because I won't give him his pick back all year. But, you know, he could have paid for his pick and i would have given it back to him but um i think just because of that like he just wants the pick back and i wouldn't give it to him he just wanted to be me and then once burrow went down he was probably like fuck this is my super bowl now i need to win this game because <laughs> <I> probably <laughs> this not is like my be- last shot <laughs> he's like i need to to do this now because and then like literally zach wilson got benched I guess like Kenny Pickett, they fired Matt Canada finally, so like maybe Kenny Pickett gets better. But Kenny Pickett is fucking terrible. Like he is absolutely dog shit. Like he is not a good. quarterback. Did you see that
0: stat that Tommy DeVito has Ooh. more multi-touchdown games than Kenny Pickett now?
1: Yeah, and I I oh, I wish I could remember which quarterback it was, but it was it was some bad quarterback, and they had more touchdowns than Kenny Pickett has in his career. Ah oh, man, I wish I could remember. I don't remember, but it was somebody bad and they already had more touchdowns than Kenny Pickett, which is like pathetic. Like he is, he is not good. He is really bad. Um, I don't think he's ever going to be good. I don't give a shit who their offensive coordinator is. The Steelers offense is bad for two reasons. Matt Canada, who is now gone and Kenny Pickett and he is still there. So they're still going to be bad. They might be a little bit better because the offense might not be quite as high school, but, Kenny Pick is not good, and I don't. I hope he's not there next year, just for like the sake of watching the Steelers, because I know that for you they're probably on more than for me. But um, it seems like when the Eagles aren't on and they can put on another game, they're like, let's put on the Steelers, and it's like, oh
0: god damn, it. dude! Don't I've seen, seen so many games. fucking Steelers games, and it's so <laughs> boring to watch. It's like watching. It's exactly like what you would imagine, like an early to late 2000s offense trying to perform in 2020 and it's not it's just not working out and it's just terrible to watch but darren my takeaway for you is you used to be known as wide receiver you right you would draft all the good wide receivers everyone you to go to you to try to trade for some because everyone you would get would pretty much pan out but don't look now, but have you suddenly become a running back factory? The very position you swore off in hate? I mean, Travis Etienne, I know he hasn't had a great game this past week, but he has been in an unbelievable pace. DeAndre Swift, like I said, almost just put up a like huge, huge week just to try to be able to beat uh, and overcome and make the difference to be able to win you the week, sorry, against Tanish. But then Jameer Gibbs he has just hit this renaissance all of a sudden where he's being utilized the correct way. And I feel like almost every single week he's putting up like 20 points. And I feel like really the unspoken hero of your team. If I were to tell you a B Robinson would be a top four running back, it should have been Bajan, but it's Brian Robinson. Aaron, I feel like every single running back you have right now is kind of hitting. So how does it feel to kind of um, be in this position? Because I know it's a position that you usually don't care for.
1: Yeah, I mean, before the season started, if you told me I would have had four top 10 running backs, I probably wouldn't have believed you, um, especially after week one, when Jameer Gibbs got like 10 touches, DeAndre Fiff got like one touch. Um, I don't even think Travis ETM was good week one. So I would have been like, yeah, there's absolutely no, no ETM was top six. I'm looking at it now. Um, but I would have been like, there's absolutely no way because Javante was coming off of a major injury. Um But it's like I kind of lucked into it, I guess, sort of, because, like, I bought DeAndre Swift in the summer, as everyone knows, at a bachelor party. Um, I was just buying him (laughs) basically off the line. Like, fuck it. I'll
0: give up a first. I'll do it.
1: When, When Swift was traded to the Eagles, I was like, all right, now I really need him because, like, he was on my favorite team. He's been one of my favorite running backs for a few years now. And then, like, I was like, I really need him, but I feel like it might be kind of stupid trading the first-round pick for DeAndre Swift, who's 24, and his original team doesn't want him anymore. Um, and they're just, like, literally giving him away. So I was like, it's kind of dumb. who knew and was I saw... that a
0: talented young running back going to one of the best-run <laughs> offense for the past decade would have been a good match?
1: I mean, it definitely was a good match, but they still tend to use Kenny Gainwell in high-leverage situations, which sucks, but... I don't even really care about the tush push so much because like I expect that. But when they're in the red zone and they put in Kenny Gainwell, I am like, you might as well just put a dagger to my eyes because this is just absolute torture. And you might as well just, take a, just take a knee, just take a knee literally because every time he touches the ball, he's doing something stupid or he's either, either they're getting like two yards or he's like running out of bounds when he shouldn't be like, I, I literally can't stand him. Like, it's one I, of the
0: things that makes me question Sirianni. I'm like, why? Why are you doing I don't understand this right it. Now? And I don't even know if it's Sirianni or if it's. Uh, well, I mean, Brian he's Johnson. the head coach. If he sees yeah, him guess, going he does, in, he's, he's like, do not, he stopped, can you stop putting 14 into the game? He's just not that good. Just put anyone else, put and, Boston Scott back in there.
1: I do understand that they're probably trying to just keep Swift healthy for the entire season because we know that he has injury concerns. Um, and they want to definitely keep him for the playoffs and potentially the Super Bowl, like, they want to have DeAndre Swift healthy because if they don't have DeAndre Swift healthy and they're trying out Kenny Gainwell in the Super Bowl, they're fucked. So, I I mean, I guess that's probably what they're doing there. But, like, why not use Boston Scott? Like, Boston Scott's not really good himself either, but at least he has a little bit of juice, you know? Like, I don't know. Like, it doesn't make any sense why they use Kenny Gainwell, especially in, like, high-leverage situations. If you're in the red zone, use DeAndre Swift. Like, if he needs a breather for a couple plays, fine. But, like, stop using Kenny Gingwell so much. It it kills me. But I don't know. Like, I'm glad that I I am a proud owner of DeAndre Swift now. Uh, I hope that he stays in Philadelphia. I don't really think that he's going to, but I hope he does.
0: Yeah, I feel like he really enjoys it here. And obviously the most success he's had so far. And it looks like we kind of do know how to utilize that. I mean, say what you will about his usage. I know we want more, but he has been healthy so far. And that's not something you could say at any point uh, for his like entire career. So it looks like we're at least doing something right. So let's just continue this momentum and jump into week 12 there. And we got a huge slew of games. So let's just jump into the first one. Do- um, it looks like the Denver Brews and Steve takes on Jeff and the Wichita whirlwind. This one is going to be close. So close. In fact, that Darry, you didn't even have a prediction in here. So I'm going to just jump in and I think it's going to be Steve on this one. But I do believe it's really, really close. That's no slate on Jeff. The only reason I'm thinking Steve is because if history has anything to tell us, Steve's going to score about 200 points this game because he's going up against Jeff.
1: Yeah, I I mean, I think I'm probably going to end up picking Steve here just because of, you know, just had the worst luck possible. Um, But it is like I have to look over it again and just make sure. But I think it probably will be Steve once I make my final decision.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I think once you kind of break it down um, and you go like player by player, um, it does get kind of close, but then it's just the slight edges. I felt like Steve's was a little bit more substantial. So we'll jump into Tanish versus Welch. We're unanimous here going Tanish? huh?
1: Yeah, I think Tanish is going to win here. It's, I mean, I know that he's not going to have Joe Burrow to rely on anymore, but I think that uh, with Gardner Minshew, he has a pretty good matchup and then I'll just plug in the O'Connell or uh kenny pickett i guess um so i think it'll be fine he'll probably be kenny pickett and guard him and that'll probably be just enough that he needs to beat welch yeah
0: i completely agree so the next one is this should be interesting because despite what mike wants to do he is up against uh austrian oaks and greg's team so it looks like he should definitely walk away with a victory here
1: yeah he's gonna win <laughs> and i don't think mike's gonna make the playoffs anymore um he's kind of happily just scoring low points um we know that he's not going to do any kind of like how brian just traded for ty chandler he's not going to do anything like that just with like the hopes of like, scoring more points like he's not going to do that so um i think that he's just going to kind of flounder for the next few weeks and then finish with like the sixth or fifth pick or something like that
0: yeah i kind of have to agree with you there he kind of looks like he's kind of had a stranglehold of the playoff spot and it's kind of been slipping away and he kind of didn't do himself any favors from letting it happen but we've already talked about that so we'll jump to the next game delco dreamers takes on the california earthquakes and hey there could be some upset potential here because delco has definitely been slipping right um no <laughs> if you lose to michael there's uh
1: some really bad vibes going on over there, but um, I guess it's possible never say never, but I would not think it's likely. I think you'll win,
0: you know. I like to hear that. Do you think um, Delco is gonna be able to finish the gauntlet and finish the season undefeated? I mean, there's only what two, three weeks left.
1: Um, I think so. I think that you got pretty like you play Brett next week who is rebuilding, right um yeah
0: but and, i also and, have yeah and then you play Br- well you play brian ball. yeah brian
1: is a potential potential oh loss. man i don't know if he's he can definitely buy pull
0: it off man that's gonna be scary actually
1: let's see, let's see i'm just gonna look ahead to that game just to see if he has any buy- he, doesn't, he doesn't have any quarterback buys oh here we go so, I mean, that one that one's the only one, if I were you, I would be a little bit nervous about. But I think otherwise you're probably you're, you'll get to that game at least and be fine.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. So we're getting closer and closer. But right before we get to the game of the week, we're talking about Hollywood Hustle McFadden take on Dubrovnik Dragons. This one should be uh, pretty easy in Hollywood's favor, right?
1: Uh, yeah, I, I think so. Um, Brian's going to roll on here especially if his team keeps performing the way that it has the last few weeks. I, I think that Brian will win this.
0: Yeah, completely agree. And so now the game of the week, Darren. man, you've had a pretty rough schedule. So we're going <laughs> to have sucks. to give this the game of the week matchup again. Unfortunately, you don't have the best track record of yet, but you have a chance. I don't to know if
1: I've one. ever won one.
0: I don't think you have either. <laughs> Um, you're like the opposite of that one year with Brett, where Brett continued to win all the game of the weeks. Uh-huh. Um, but now you have a chance to take on the best team in the PDL, and let's see if you are, have a chance to kind of cool them off for this game of the week. So let's give it that um, showdown right now. What does quarterback room look like here?
1: Um, so we'll do it the same way we did last week, where I'll just name them and then you pick because that's how we got to do it here. So I got Baker Mayfield against Indy and Matt Stafford against Arizona, and then. Max has deck Prescott on Thanksgiving against Washington, and CJ Stroud against Jacksonville.
0: Man, so what are your thoughts here? Actually, because I have my own, but I kind of want to open <laughs> it up to kind Max. of see how I'm biased <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's Max. Um, Dak Prescott see is... how you
0: would spin it. Well,
1: Dak Prescott is playing on Thanksgiving against Washington, who has the worst secondary in the league. Like every quarterback just completely trash he's gonna
0: go for five touchdowns this game i think there's a chance it, he's on the only thing
1: here. that helps dak prescott playing against washington is that i have cd lamb who we'll talk about in a little bit here i guess um but dak prescott could probably score potentially as many points as baker and stafford combined <laughs> um i think that he's going to at least have 25 so i, I think that he a lock And Shroud are going to definitely score more points than my quarterbacks.
0: Yeah, I didn't want to be the one to say it. You said it much nicer (laughs) than I can. So let's just move on real quick to the running back room.
1: The running backs look a little better for me. I've Swift against Buffalo, which is a good matchup. And Tamir Gibbs on Thanksgiving against Green Bay, which is also a good matchup. The Mac on the other side has Jonathan Taylor against Tampa Bay, which is a bad matchup. And Joe Mixon against Pittsburgh, which with Jake Browning might be a bad matchup. Uh, I mean, Pittsburgh's traditionally a tough defense, but I, I think against running backs this year, they're pretty not great. So... Maybe yeah, like they'll lean on Mixon a lot more.
0: With um, I, I think they
1: probably will have to, but yeah. like then the Steelers are obviously going to know that too. So you know,
0: yeah, they're not going to let Joe Mixon beat them. They're going to make Browning try yeah. to beat them. No,
1: they're, they're going to be like, all right, Jake Browning, see what you got.
0: <laughs> but Fling it out. What do
1: you got? Which one? Are you, which side you're picking here?
0: Man, this one's really, really tough. I think it's mostly because I haven't been following Jonathan Taylor that closely um, this year. And obviously I know how the Eagles have been playing and how Jameer Gibbs have been going. So yeah, my bias here, I'm going to give you a slight edge. I already hear Greg screaming being like, of course you are Tommy, but I don't know. I feel like I have a little bit of merit. I mean, Deandre Swift is currently what the RB seven on the season and the chief, who is a fantastic defense. He almost put up 20 points against. He was like the lone bright spot of our entire offense for a long while. Um, And Gibbs, you already know the story. I thought that, I don't know, with Montgomery back, I don't know if he can still do it. But ever since Baltimore, which is a great defense, where he dropped 23 points, Raiders, 27 points. And he had a bye. And I was like, all right, you know, Montgomery coming. There's no way he can do it. Then 24 points in this past week against the Bears, 18 points. Yeah, I feel like I kind of have to make um you the slight edge here. And I feel like that's not even biased because I am trying to bring some numbers up to present that. But I still don't think the edge you have here is enough, nearly enough to overcome the edge that Max has at quarterback. So let's hope that your wide receivers can uh, close the gap. So what does that battle look like?
1: I have C.D. Lamb uh, against Washington, Debo Samuel uh, against Seattle. And both of them are playing on Thanksgiving and Garrett Wilson on Black Friday against Miami. Yeah, we're um, going to know the
0: results of this real quick.
1: We, we really are. Um, Tyreek Hill, Friday, Black Friday, the same game as Garrett Wilson, Jamar Chase uh, against Pittsburgh and Christian Kirk against Houston.
0: This is tough, but I'm going to have to go with. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to go with Max here. For the sole reason of, I don't even know if I can count Garrett Wilson because Boyle's gonna be in, but maybe Boyle will <laughs> hyper target Wilson, right? Maybe like he'll come and be like, All right, yeah, as I don't have target. Go. As long as I target him, I can't get yelled at. I don't think that's gonna happen. So I, I'm sorry. Uh, I just feel like you almost don't even have wide receivers. Three just because Boyle just doesn't even count so if even if DJ Moore was in there where am I going to go but I feel like Tyree kills is just so explosive but to a point CD Lamb does cancel out but but yeah it, it it really is just so close because Jamar Chase also doesn't have Browning I mean yeah. I'm really talking myself into a corner right now yeah I'm still gonna give Max <laughs> the edge here still gonna give Max a slight slight edge um, just because of the fact of this is just more of a reflection on how little I believe in Tim Boyle. And what I saw from, like from a very small sample size of Browning, I was like, oh, he could at least sling it a little bit. He's got a little something there. So, um, yeah, very, very slight edge.
1: Okay, so we got TJ Hawkinson, Monday Night Football against Chicago, and Travis Kelsey, Sunday, 425 against Las Vegas.
0: Darren, I'm sorry, but this one's pretty easy for me. It's definitely Travis Kelsey. I he Yeah, I think it's fine. He can't continue to be this like rough, right? And even in a fantasy context, um, he did well at uh, this past game against the Eagles and put up 15 points. Uh, and that's even in like a really terrible game that he's had so i know he's probably in his head and this past monday night game i think they said it was like one of the most watched games like in a long time and so i'm sure he's aware of the fact that he knows that most of america saw one of his worst games that he's had in a while so i feel like he's just gonna absolutely go off and i'm sure the chiefs are gonna try to make it a point with how much their offense has been struggling and pat patty mahomes it would it really be a surprise like i said if he you know really goes off for like five six touchdowns now and if that were to happen travis kelsey's probably catching three or four of those so So I'm sorry, Darren, this is a pretty easy one for me, regardless of how amazing Hawkinson has been. He's actually the tight end one. So it's kind of disrespectful that I'm not taking him here. But just for this fake narrative that I just created in my head, I just can't like skip on Kelsey here at all. And I don't think you could be upset with that either.
1: Yeah, I think that's fine. Um, And as long as Taylor Swift is at the game, he's good. I mean, he's fine. He doesn't have anything to worry about if she shows up. He's but, gonna
0: go to the doctor. He's like, "Yo, shoot me up with the special stuff. I need a good game."
1: I do kind of think that your
0: body's gonna break down it's going I don't care. I need it all for this game.
1: I do kind of think that. Um, I don't know if you noticed, but when he fumbled and when he had a drop pass, like he just like looked so like kind of defeated when he was like Injected. making mistakes. Yeah. I, I think it was because probably because of Taylor Swift, because he was like, man, like, I'm going to get shit for this because people are going to be blaming me going to Argentina, like that kind of shit. And like, I think that that's probably like in the back of his mind because it's like if it, it was a normal game and that shit wasn't going on, he wouldn't look like that painfully upset about just like dropping a pass, you know, um, I could be wrong, but it's just kind of like what I'm thinking that he's thinking. But anyway, yeah. Um, so for the flexes, Travis Etienne at Houston, DJ Moore at Minnesota on Monday Night Football, Rashad Boyd at Indy, and Austin Eckler Sunday Night Football
0: against Baltimore. I mean, he has Austin Eckler here, so it doesn't. I kind of tuned out after that, but you also have Travis Etienne here. So that's what I was like, okay, I'm back in. So, boy, you guys have absolutely stacked rosters, but... This is getting tough because I watched the did you watch the um Packers and Chargers game by chance, Darren?
1: Uh I only saw bits and pieces of it. I didn't see the whole thing.
0: Well I try to watch a lot of the Chargers game because I used to watch a lot of it because I had Austin Eckler at one point and I had Mike Williams. So naturally, I had a lot invested in the teams. I would always watch the Chargers. So even though I don't have any skin in the game on the Chargers anymore because Mike Williams is on IR, I still like to tune in from time to time just to kind of see what's going on. And dude, Austin Eckler didn't look that great. It was the first time where I was like, huh, I don't... I don't know if the season's catching up to him, but it was the first time where I was like, oh, he looks a little bit old. He doesn't have that crazy burst. I'm not saying that's the norm. It was probably just me, just the segment that I was watching. Where I was like, he kind of looks a little bit off, but it was just something of note, but that's just me just trying to um, paint a little picture, add a little bit of the drama. But I feel like I'm going to have to go with, spoiler, Darren, I think this time I'm going to go with you. I think Travis ETM, uh, he's been a little bit quiet uh, af- since the buy, right? And so I feel like they're definitely going to try to um get him a little bit more implemented, trying to get him uh, a little bit hotter uh, as the season tends to come to an end, where they you know most teams starts to tend to lean a little bit more on the running backs and D J Moore. Man, you've been a believer in DJ Moore for a while and he has been delivering. If Justin Fields is truly back, it's gonna be on the backs of DJ Moore because he is unbelievably talented. And so uh it's gonna be tough though, because it is Austin Eckler on the other side and Rashad White being amazing. So uh it, it's a very, very slight edge here. So if you really add all those up, um, I'm still taking max on this one. I think the edge that he has a quarterback is just too large. Uh, to overcome I think Kelsey is really going to be able to bounce back and even though I did just take your flexes over um Max's um you know Austin I don't think many players have scored more touchdown than Austin Eckler like the past two three years so it wouldn't be a surprise if he just absolutely explodes either but I feel like you can't be that upset with that call but I'm sure you have to be pretty happy that you're matching up pretty nicely against the best team in the PDL right
1: yeah I um Looking at like before, I really looked at this. I was like, "Yeah, I'm definitely gonna lose," but I kind of might be talking myself into possibly winning. Ooh. Um, Ooh, yeah, I don't I, I, like.
0: I, I'm looking at this. I'm saying the matchup's
1: not bad. I don't like feel good about it, but I feel like I definitely could win this game if a couple of things go my way. Like Jamar Chase is projected right now for 13 points, and I don't see him getting the 13 points with Jake Browning unless he gets a touchdown. You know, like I, I mean. He played most of the game last week with Jake Browning. He had two catches for 12 yards. And I know that like he just came in and it wasn't like he didn't have practice. He didn't have the whole week with Jake Browning and all that stuff. But if you have two catches for 12 yards, I mean, it's the same quarterback throwing you the ball this week and he's playing against Pittsburgh. They're good defense. I don't know if, um I don't know if Mike Fitzpatrick is going to be back, but if he's back, it's only going to make his job harder. If, t higgins is back it'll make it a little bit easier for him i guess but are has the hand injury he's gonna be getting sauced i don't know It's like max's matchups aside from his quarterbacks these like, quarterbacks are gonna crush me so that's like the only thing like his quarterbacks if they drop like 50 60 points like i can't win because my quarterbacks are probably gonna have like 30 um but i the rest of it i feel pretty good this- be a week where you know early because you
0: have so many games in thanksgiving and black friday that we're going to know the results yeah. of this game pretty pretty fast
1: yeah i think so and i mean my average points max's average points for the season are like 150 mine are 144 so like we're pretty close on average throughout the season so it's
0: it's this could be possible. a championship preview man this could absolutely it could be, be an upset this could be the well, championship right now, preview
1: Right now, if uh, all the favorites were to move on so like the top seeds, one, two, three, four, if those all those seeds win in the playoffs, I would play you in the second round.
0: Yeah, that's that's, I don't like that. I don't like that (laughs) at all.
1: I, I would have I would have beat you the last two weeks. So that can't be
0: good for you. Yeah, this is a, this, I'm in a very vulnerable <laughs> position and you're bringing these, you're spitting fire at me like this. I'm just not prepared and I'm not mentally prepared, but like I said, it's all right because, um, my a lot's change now, anyway, I don't think I'm going to win the playoffs anymore after this Mark Andrews slash Cooper cup thing that happened to me. So now I'm just thinking, you know what, let me just be the first undefeated team in the PDL. I'll, I'll be fine with that. I'll, I'll just be the guy like, um, you know. I'll kind of be like the Peyton Manning they're really good in the regular season and just felt completely <laughs> fell apart in the postseason that, that'll be me and I'm completely fine I'm just gonna go in with that mindset because if I get all excited I'm just gonna be devastated so we'll kind of see what happens kinda, here but that's kind of what I think I, I am
1: because like I've never won a playoff game I was like thinking to myself I was like I'm the Peyton Manning of this league like I just I get there I'm good enough to get to the playoffs but then once I get there <laughs> I, I can't do anything
0: <laughs> yeah I feel like I'm running a postseason record. I feel like usually when I get there, I usually rattle off a handful of wins. So I don't know. I feel like the vibes in Delco right now, although our record looks great. We look as vulnerable as ever. So I'm hoping that we could tie that together. But Darren, I appreciate you jumping on. I do have to unfortunately get back to work before. Oh God, you know, having to work before Thanksgiving. Could you believe these people? Who makes you do that? Right. Unbelievable.
1: I mean, at least we get off the day
0: after Thanksgiving.
1: That's true. That's true. Do you uh, do you have
0: your eye on anything for Black Friday this week?
1: Um, I guess for like holiday shopping, a, a nice adult purchase. We are buying a vacuum. <laughs> We're buying a cool Dyson vacuums.
0: Oh, nice, nice. We're getting. Um, Emily asked for like. Um, we have like a hardwood floor, so she wants like this. It's like a mop slash vacuum. I don't know what it is. It's the like narwhal it's, thing. I don't know. Yeah, I think it is a narwhal. It's pretty fucking expensive. That thing but is not- fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah well how how do you know what the, oh my god you're such a dole you're such a oh boy i can't believe you knew the uh, brand name but yeah that's what she wants oh, so we're getting so her that. Cool. <laughs> um and then she also wanted like a running stroller like because she wants to start running again and there's like special yeah. strollers so i was like all right yeah i could get i could get you that and i think uh those both of those were on sale on black friday i was do you like you have to Dope. just like strap him in like so it's should... it like super cushioned so he can't move no no it's just like a normal it's just like a normal stroller but I'm assuming it has better like shocks to like absorb the running so it's like what I'm more picturing
1: like... is just like he's just
0: like <laughs> encased in padding so he just can't move <laughs> I thought what you were envisioning was not even a stroller she just like Emily just straps him onto herself <laughs> and she's just on like a sprint and he's just like strapped
1: on along. <laughs>
0: his is just torn to
1: shreds at the end of the run <laughs> oh boy
0: boy but yeah, but yeah you
1: know very much adult per- purchases it's you know fun
0: is, is is that is that is that jackie's get well what are you getting her for uh christmas um, you know she's not listening
1: to this we're we're getting a dog we're getting a puppy what yeah, I don't think I, I told you that. <laughs> For getting a puppy. So that is our Christmas gift to each other. When? So, Ooh, neat. Um, December 20th. We're picking the puppy up. I think it's December 20th.
0: Do you guys have a name picked uh, out already? You guys share some pics in the uh, chat, please.
1: Yeah, I, I, I it's going to be a girl. And um, so it's different. You ever had a from, girl dog? No, it's different from my past dog. Uh, but it's going to be a little, little Margo. Ooh.
0: Ooh, okay, not a meal yeah, so that's It's our... fine.
1: <laughs> that's our gift to each other is a, a little puppy. So we're not doing like traditional gifts this year because puppies are oh, very Darren. expensive.
0: Yeah. So, so what are you getting Jackie for Christmas? <laughs> nothing. You <laughs> can pet the puppy. Yeah, <laughs> Come on. What do you what are you getting Jackie? For? You can't you can't get her nothing. I'm not. I'm not. I'm saving anything. you right now. What are you What are you getting Jackie? <laughs> I... for?
1: I'm, Are there not, I'm not accessories that come with this uh, vacuum.
0: You should get her whatever that is. No, well, no, I'm no. buying don't, the You shouldn't vacuum, buy her. So Maybe I'll maybe put a you bow on the, vacuum. on the vacuum. I feel like buying like a, a house for your wife. Thing. I feel like that's not a like, good gift.
1: Yeah, that is a bad gift to buy your wife no, as a vacuum. To
0: recover. What do you, you should get her? Um, well, well, what would she like? Just, just get her, um, I don't know what she likes.
1: <laughs> Well, I could. Uh, she, are there like some n- nice something. Ugg
0: slippers? Does she like wearing slippers she around does, the house? She does
1: actually want them. The the yeah. Tasman's.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Emily wants those. I actually, I, I bought it. It's under the. Ca- it's under my bed right now. That's where I hide the gifts. That's a very good hiding spot. She'll never look there. <laughs> yeah, she never looks under the bed ever, uh, especially under my side of the bed because I also that's where I hide like mango stuff too. So she never mm-hmm. looks under there. So th- I just hide a bunch of her gifts. So um, yeah. 10 out of 10 spot. Unless unless she does like the vacuuming, but she also doesn't usually do. I usually do the vacuuming in there. So I have my backs covered. But yeah, that's what you should get her for Christmas. I'm helping you out, man. Uh
1: maybe, but probably not. I don't think I'm gonna get anything. <laughs> oh my god, Darren. Oh my god. Well, hey, if she we we talked about this multiple times, and I don't think that she is going to buy anything either hopefully because imagine how
0: much better you would look when you're like hey i know we didn't say, say i know we said no gifts, but we shook just, on it but we i know on... i know we shook <laughs> i know you've had your eye on this after a long work day this is what you deserve i know it's possible that we could but I'm just sucking up because um, um, I, um, I just got a raise. <laughs> and so originally I was like, I don't want anything for Christmas. And Emily's like, are you sure? Because she's like, for Black Friday, we got like, like I just said, we got the running stroller. We got that weird, that narwhal thing. These are expensive things, but we got it on sale. And she's like, oh, what do you want? And I was like, I don't think I want anything. But after I got this raise, I was like, you know. I heard there's a new thing called a Steam Deck that came out, and I never have time to play video games anymore. But if I had that thing, I bet I would play more. So have my eye on that. It's expensive as hell, though. But I might pull the trigger. I might pull the trigger. That might be the Christmas thing. Yeah, I mean, I'm. I mean, you say you've I been playing you like the it. Switch like crazy, right? So that's essentially what that is.
1: No, no, I haven't. I I did, and then I didn't. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I
0: did, then I didn't.
1: <laughs> so I. <laughs> I never finished the uh the Zelda game.
0: Dude, you're I saying never finished you it. Love that game.
1: I did, it, but I, I pulled a U and I never... Oh my god, it, now so. you're...
0: And then you just texted me the other day saying you want Call of Duty. There's no way you're going to play that. Yeah, so... You don't even have time to play that Zelda game. Uh, I... Maybe. It's easier to play Call of Duty than it is to play like a game like a like because that's I, that star true wars game, you, you, you could just like jump right in play like two games of team deathmatch and hop out
1: that's that star wars game um i never even started it
0: oh my I god it. i never started it that's such a that's such a adult thing to do You know but like, you have like, the money to buy you have games, money now you don't yep. have the time it's <laughs> when you When all the cliches start to make sense, that's when you know you're old, right? Yeah, yeah, I totally see that. When you're young, you're like, what are these sayings? I don't get it. I don't get it. And then you're like, okay, yep, okay, yep, 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 yep. It's like that stupid commercial, becoming your parents. I hate that. Yeah, I know. It's it's the joys of
1: being old, I guess, right? Yeah, the circle of life. I know, you can't do anything about it. You can't escape it, but you just, like, you get to the point where you're like, you know, I gotta... I'm going to spend Friday putting Christmas decorations up. Like, I didn't used to do that. My dad <laughs> used to do that. Now I have to do
0: it. <laughs> hey, what are you doing this weekend? I'm uh, I'm putting up decorations. Yeah, yeah, but, like, yeah. what are you doing this weekend? Dude, this is a whole weekend. It might even be and, a two-weekend thing. I don't know, man. I know. I don't see.
1: Like, I'm expecting this to take, like, one day, but I know because I've never hung Christmas lights before, so I'm expecting it to take, like, a whole weekend just so, like, I'm not, like, pissed off about it. Because I know it's not going to go smooth sailing. It's going to be like, oh, this, this didn't go up right. That bulbs out. Like, something's going to go wrong. And I'm going to be real annoyed. But, you know. I you gotta, know, because you're I saying this. Depends.
0: Now I want a picture of the Christmas lights up. And a we need a picture die. of the puppy coming. <laughs> the puppy,
1: for sure. The Christmas lights, we'll see how that goes. If they <laughs> if it looks, nice.
0: <laughs> if <laughs> if it looks we, nice. So we know if we get no pictures of the lights. We're like, all right, so Darren just didn't do lights. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, what well, you're going to do is... <laughs> no, no, no. You're going to go out to Home Depot or Lowe's and you're going to get, you know, those projectors that project the lights onto your house. Have you seen these? Um, yeah. 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 You, you, why don't you just get those? I feel like that's such a cop out way, but those. I mean, it doesn't. Yeah, he hates them. I mean, it, it's not real. It's not real at all. It looks so terrible, <laughs> I, but I, I mean, I, <laughs> I feel like that'd be horrible because the inside of the house like, is just.
1: That's like what people do um, when they're like very old.
0: Yeah, I feel like um, then they're just like, oh, we like can't get lights on. But we still want to participate. <laughs> Once you hit like
1: 75, you put them things in the ground and um, yeah, you just move on with your day. Yeah. <laughs>
0: But yeah, just to put a wrap on it, guys, thanks for sticking around. But yeah, I'm glad we haven't really missed um, any podcasts at all this season. So let's see if we can continue that vibe. I know the holiday season's coming up. So if we were to miss one at any point, it might be soon. So hopefully it won't be the case. But if it is, so be it. We ain't getting paid. So with that being said, until next time, guys, take care. All right. Now that's a wrap for this episode of the PDL podcast. Thanks for tuning in, guys.
1: See you guys on the next one.